Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, July 29th, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Adioye Jr. Joining me is... Our Fox GameSpots to more Hussein. Hello, I'm here. I am happy to be here. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Top, top of the morning. morning. Let's the get morning. this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Have you heard? Have you listened to the new Beyonce album? I know there's a hard left turn from Kendrick and Baby Keem. I I started listening to it and I got like three tracks in and I was like, it's not working for me. Yeah, you, it you wasn't working for me. It? I weren't. It was late night, so maybe I'll try again, but. I've been listening to, I don't know, the, the sound was a bit weird for me. Like, it felt kind of like industrial electronic music a oh, lot. Right. And I was like, I was like, I don't really, That's not, definitely, this is not vibing for me. It's definitely not a nighttime at home album. No, like, if you're no. you're listening to that at nighttime, you, you have to be at, at the club. Yeah. Right? Like, you have to be in a setting where your soul is not being broken. Yeah, exactly. I've been listening. You know who I have been listening to? Is that? Ella Mai. Do you know Ella Mai? LMI sounds familiar, but can you who is LMI? Um, English, British singer, songwriter, just incredible. Just I I love her work so much. Yeah, um, she's so good. She did uh, recently released, or well, she released it in May. Um, so I think it's called Heart on My Sleeve, an album. Um, so good. So good. Her first okay. her first album her. is just called LMI, and it's like so good. I love. When it you said so LMI, I, in my head I was like L. L period M period I period. No, 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 L- no, Ella, no. My, Ella, my. Ella, Ella, A, my. I've yeah. been listening to. Have you? I, I, I don't know if I've talked to you about this. Are you a Lupe person? Oh yeah. Have you listened to the latest album he dropped? I started listening to it. Um, I need to go back to it. It was fairly recently, right? It was like a couple. Yeah, weeks it was now? like uh, about a month ago. Okay. It's one that I listened to it the first time, and I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. It's a fine Lupe album. The more, and now I cannot stop listening to it. Oh. The more I listen to it, the more it grows on me it becomes an earworm and i'm like i i know i become fascinated by the things he's saying because of course he's lupe yeah, fiasco lupe fiasco yeah he's a lyrical genius there's layers to everything and now exactly. i go back and i listen to songs and i'm like oh i didn't catch this bar i didn't catch that bar he has a whole song um with like an assassin's creed scheme to it where uh, it's called Ooh. it's called fish even though it's written it's spelled out it's spelled out as goatee but it's like supposed to be a bit right called fish uh and like he like references assassin's creed at the top of the verse and as he goes to the verse they're like Little bars here and there. It's like, oh, oh. Shit. all right, what are you, what are you referencing here? Like, there's, there's a bar in there where he says, uh, "Neuralink is now pirating all your fantasies," right? And I he says that I'm like, oh, okay, he's talking about like he's talking about like modern technology shit, but also yeah. like a cool reference to the Animus, right? Pirating oh all your yeah. Fantasies. But then you think about it further, and it's like Assassin's Creed Four is a pirate in your fantasies, but also the way he says it, he's like pirate. In your fantasies, and I'm like, oh my oh, god, this man yeah. fiasco's off the chain. Yeah, right. that's good. I mean, I'm gonna go back and listen to it again. I've been like listening to Joey Badass's 2000. Yeah, uh, a bit. It's really good. I enjoy it. Um, like Joey it, Badass doesn't get enough credit. He's really good. No, he's great. Um, I I really liked um the pro era stuff that they did. Um, back and he doesn't do much pro era stuff. Um, but uh, I I got into joy badass and pro era through capital steez who sadly passed away mm-hmm. um but like uh yeah joey badass underrated i think yeah. real good album speaking of uh capital uh, C- Cap- capital steez uh there's a song on there called survivor's guilt that might be my song of the year it is an incredible if you're a fan of rap if you're a fan of storytelling in rap uh it is an incredible song with incredible production and incredible storytelling um but tam enough about rap music let's talk about video games because today's stories include playstation sales decline the near community getting duped and more because this 
is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when you get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in the silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you greg's new wwe show this is awesome is live on peacock right now and fame has gone to his head and he is de- demanding people that you go and tweet or instagram a picture of this is awesome on your screen and then tag at wwe and tell them at game over greggy put your butt in the seat let me tell please you he wrote this it. please please just do it just do it because if you don't do it he's gonna he'll never let you forget it yeah He'll, he's because uh, I'm the I'm the host that is supposed to communicate this to you guys. And if you guys don't do this, uh, the hellfire will rain down on me. And I do not want Greg Miller's hellfire. So please tweet at WWE with a picture of this is awesome on your screen. Tag Game Over Greggy so he sees it and tell them that mm-hmm. he put your butt in the seat. Dear God, please. Thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Fargo Brady, Gordon McGuire, and Al Trisman. Today we're brought to you by MeUndies and Chime, but. We'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have a baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Tam, let's talk numbers. PlayStation is reporting a sales decline. I'm pulling from Tom Warren at The Verge. Sony has cut its annual profit outlook, warning of weaker PlayStation game sales. The forecast comes as Sony revealed it shipped 2.4 million PlayStation 5 consoles in its recent quarter, up only 4% from the 2.3 million shipped during the same period last year. PS5 lifetime shipments have now reached 21.7 million. While hardware sales are slightly up year over year, software sales have plummeted 26%. In an investor call, Sony blamed the game slump on a lack of big PlayStation titles this year compared to 2021, and less time spent playing games in general. Backed up by monthly active PlayStation Network users dropped, uh, dropping 3% to 102 million. Sony released its exclusive Gran Turismo 7 and Horizon Forbidden West titles earlier this year, but Elden Ring arrived at the same time across multiple platforms and stole the limelight. Reuters reports that Sony has now revised its annual profit forecast down 16% for its gaming business as it anticipates another fall in game sales next quarter alongside costs associated with its recent $3.7 billion Bungie acquisition. Sony previously forecast 18 million PlayStation 5 shipments for its 2022 financial year, and the company hasn't revised those estimates yet. Quote, supply has not been sufficient. Demand has not gone down. We really need to meet the demand. Uh, that is the important thing to do, said Sony CFO Hiroki Totoki in an investor call today. Tam, we're seeing a slight drop in sales for PlayStation. Does that shock you? No, not at all. Um, as, as said in the actual quote there, supply has not been sufficient. Demand has not gone down. It is, it is the reality of the situation right now with component and uh, parts issues. Um it is bound to happen, right? Like it's people want the thing. Sony cannot give them the thing. So the thing is going to sell less. Um, it makes perfect sense. The interesting thing is going to be how well they pivot away from it. It's kind of out of their hands. I know a lot of companies are trying to figure out alternate ways to get around these component issues by re-engineering hardware or trying to find new sources of it. Um, it's, we'll wait to see whether Sony is able to do that and whether it is worth their investment to put in that kind of stuff or to ride it out. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like a tricky time for them because they are reporting sales down, decline down, um, and availability is not high. And we're rapidly approaching the holiday season where a lot of their biggest sales um, kind of like uh, numbers are often counted and made like it's going to be a weird one if they go into the christmas season with not without the ability to supply the demand and it's different from you know um many many years ago where the last time i can think of this happening was the 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 wii where everyone wanted that thing it was the thing to buy at a christmas period 
the thing with with them uh, back then was Nintendo could not make them fast enough. They were trying. Mm. They were shoving those things out of the door constantly. What we have now is people want the thing um, and just Sony cannot meet it currently. So it'll be interesting to see how this kind of unfolds over the next couple months. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure folks over there at Sony, higher ups over there at Sony, look at God of War Ragnarok and they're like, thank God this is coming in November, uh, at least for software sales. Right. Because uh, I think one of the big factors here in the sales report is the fact that the last quarter for PlayStation and for video games in general, I'd say has been down you know you look at uh the the i guess the last quarter of the previous fiscal year which is january through march and it was banger after banger after banger right you're talking about dying light 2 you're talking about pokemon legends rcs you're talking about elden ring horizon Forbidden west you're talking about sifu you're talking about a whole bunch of gran turismo in march and march had, had tiny tina as well right there's so many big games that came out in that period and then as soon as we hit april it felt like there was a drought and, you know, I, I on kind of funny, right? I called it the backlog season because there wasn't much coming out. Um, and now, like, it seems as as we're getting into the fall, you can kind of see where things are, are coming together a bit in terms of game releases. If for a PlayStation first party, you are talking about Last of Us Part 1, which is going to sell very well. That is a it's, a, it's a Last of Us game. It is a new gen title. And I know there's back and forth on whether it needs to exist, whether it costs too much, all that stuff. Regardless, that game is going to sell well because it is Last of Us. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is also going to sell what sell. Well, that's going to sell amazingly because it is the next iteration in the god of war franchise and if you look back mm. god of war 2018 sold really well as well right like one of the few game one of the few sony ips that have uh, uh overtaken the like first three week sales i want to say uh, over that was spider-man and spider-man is one of the biggest ip in the world right and so god for god of war to kind of be be right under that you know that is going to be big for playstation in terms of getting that uh, that's those sales back and then it's going to fall on hardware to to be available and i think that's where the, the big challenge lies are is is hardware going to be available by this fall yeah, and it's going to be bittersweet for them because they know that if their hardware was more freely available, the attach rate for God of War would have been pretty good. Like yeah. they would have been able to move some consoles because, like we said, the first God of War in the rebooted series was a massive, massive deal, sold really well, critically acclaimed, reached mainstream kind of like discussion points and is known as a thing that PlayStation has. So the, of all games, that would be one of the games that people would be like, now's the time to buy and buy a PlayStation. And... Instead, what's happening is if they don't have the ability to supply that demand, it might frustrate people seeing that there's a new God of War available on consoles, uh, on, an, on a PlayStation console that they cannot buy. And mm. worst case scenario pushes them to kind of, pushes people to draw a line in the sand and be like, well, I'm not, I'm not committing to this anymore again. If anything, it's like perhaps a better case being made for right now, making sure that PC games, uh, PlayStation games are on PC day and date yeah. if they want to improve it. Um, performance and, and on that note too i'm sure uh on a similar way of sony execs being happy that god of war ragnarok is coming out this fall i'm sure they're also happy that like thank god we made the decision to make this uh current gen and previous gen like thank god we're putting this on ps4 because you're not going to have that sales cap on that piece of software mm -hmm. that is going to do so well for you um god of war ragnarok i think is still going to go far in terms of selling yeah. ps5s but we're still in a place where if ps5s are capped in terms of how many you can get out there and how many you can actually supply then yeah. it almost becomes a moot point you know oh, it almost also, becomes yeah. more on the ps4 audience then to, yeah to you carry got that through yeah you gotta play that ps4 version which i, I imagine is going to do exceptionally well on ps4 as well just because there's a hell oh, of a lot sure. of ps4s out there and but you know from a sony perspective they would prefer if people were buying playstation 5s to go along with it and also people who are interested in that game like if i still had a ps4 I would be thinking now is the time to buy a PS5, and if I if I'm unable to buy a PS5, I'm begrudgingly playing it on a PS4. Like you know, 100%. I'm like, fucking, yeah. Uh, one thing I want to note too, right, on the question of what does this mean, right? Like PlayStation seeing sales declines, is this a shock? Is this something to be surprised about? I want to sh give a shout out to Matt Pescatella on Twitter, of course, Mass Matt. Uh, Matt is part of the MPD group, uh, and he tweeted this out, right? He says that higher prices in everyday spending categories like food and gas, return of experiential spending like travel, sports, and movies, lighter release slate of games, and continued supply constraints, and people wonder why gaming results are down compared to a year ago. Of course, gaming isn't doomed, but some correction after the pandemic-fueled gaming boom is very reasonable to expect and easily explainable in the results, uh, which I 100% agree with, right? I, I think... We saw gaming have such a rise uh, in 2020, you know, starting at 
I, I want to say Animal Crossing, right? I think that was the big one where everybody was like, shit, everybody's playing this thing. Like, Animal Crossing is selling like hotcakes. People can't get enough of this thing. And then that led into a couple of years there of gaming interest booming because people people were at home. People were not traveling. People had, uh, a lot of people had uh, extra income to spend on things like technology, things like video games. Yeah, like video games skyrocketed. But now that things are evening out a little bit, right? At least more than that uh, than things were in the last couple of years. Yeah, like people are now spending money in other places and video games hmm. just aren't as hot in the last quarter as they have been in the last couple of years. And so uh, this is all this all aligns with what the landscape looks like right now. Yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense people are making, you know, they're making up for lost time and going out to restaurants and going to see concerts and buying anime box sets, which is the complete right thing to do, you know. Um and it, it it won't it's not doom and gloom for gaming it will swing back up once you know people uh, once games start releasing big games start releasing again and also people kind of they settle in their spending again right now it feels like people are on a bit of a high of spending on non-gaming things where you know social circles are once again forming and coming back together and it's all about you know, this FOMO right now. You don't want to be the person who's not out and out and about with your friend circle after, I don't know, a year, two years, whatever it may be. There's opportunity. I've more I've seen people now traveling internationally more than ever in the last couple of years. So that's a big expenditure. And it's gonna naturally calm down again once people feel a little more um like things are, you know, satiating them in terms of socially and then usual gaming spending will probably kind of resume where it's not going to be over uh, over the top it will be more considered and and kind of like people will be buying more games because there are games out there exactly let's hop into story number two near fans have been hoodwinked this is chris scolian at video games chronicle the mysterious new secret area that's been puzzling near automata fans for the past month has been revealed to be an elaborate hoax created by a team of modders designed to show off their new modding tools the hidden area was first discovered over a month ago when a Reddit user asked members of the Near Automata Reddit why they were able to access the church when their friend couldn't. This was met with confusion as no such area was known to exist. In the past few days, though, the user has been posting videos, posting a series of videos uh, showing them going through an inaccessible door and, and into a twisted white corridor. Each video was confused, sorry, each video has confused the community more, with some speculating that the user was playing on version 1.0 of the game. Adding to the confusion was the fact that the modding scene for Nier wasn't believed to be that advanced, certainly not to the point of reintroducing old content into a new area while, integra while integrating it into the game. It has now been revealed, however, that the, that the mystery was designed to show off exactly that, a new set of open source modding tools that will allow the Nier community to create their own areas. A stream on the group's Twitch channel named Z34 underscore Zinnia showed more footage of the hidden area on Friday before dissolving to a message explaining that it was a mod. Quote, everything we shared has been completely in-game. No editing was used, the message reads. Quote, we have been loving all the discussions and theories. It has been an amazing journey, end quote. The mod appears to have been created by a team of three people. Devilish Revenge designed the map. Wolfle underscore Wolf developed the Blender tools. And Raider B developed the scripting tools. Quote, over the following days, we'll be releasing the new Blender add-ons and scripting tools, completely open source. The message reads, we have so much more in store for you. Tam, have you been following this saga? I've been keeping an eye on it. I didn't expect it to go here. Um, mm. I think it's a great, great uh, Russell, which I, I respect. But I don't know. I think this is going to piss a lot of people off more than it, 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 like people are excited by it. Because I, I get what you're going for here, but chances are you've got more Nier Automata fans um, watching and following this than you have actual modders in the community. So by doing this, you've like, you've impressed a few modders, but you've pissed off a whole lot of fans of that game. Yeah, it's been so fascinating for the last week seeing people freak the fuck out trying to figure out what is going on kevin just had the video pulled up and you want to pull it up again kevin you know like the the original video that the person posted right was them in the i forget what it's called but like the the white area the white weird area if you play near automata forgotten walking, city? Was it, was yeah like the, the forgotten city um that's a game that was really good last year also yeah. um but it's him going up to or them going up to the a, a wall opening a door and then going down a path that then leads into this really interesting spirally location that then leads to a church and for me as i was watching it i was like this is insane i can't believe somebody found this 
what is this? And I've not, I've not been one of the people that has been uh, like reading through the subreddit and have has been theorizing. I was I, as soon as I saw this, I was like, this is wild. I'm gonna sit back, let people solve this, and mm. see what the final result is. And for the final result to be, oh yeah, <laughs> here's our modding tools that we figured out. Like this is cool, <laughs> isn't it? It's like, yo, people. Yes, just yesterday we're talking about. Oh shit, they're gonna bring back Dragon Guard. This is a tease for Dragon Guard. Like people were very excited about. People are wilding constantly, man. <laughs> people see one small thing and they're like, "Well, this can only mean this insane other thing that they've extrapolated out of it." It's like, what? Are you so, I mean, about? this is it's it's very similar to the abandoned situation. Less, uh, like. I, I think less with bad intent. I mean, let's just thing... say let, let's just say that all of the developers that worked on this are infinitely more capable and talented than anyone than, than certain, someone that worked on abandoned. Let's 1, just say 000%. that thousand percent. But it's similar in the way that I think the abandoned ruse worked so well because people are taking that and putting it in the eyes of Hideo Kojima, and Hideo Kojima is a madman, and so you can see how that would happen, right? Where Hideo Kojima mm. would be like, ooh, I'm going to reveal this low-key demo on the PlayStation Store and then call it this thing and then release it and then, like, have it be a big surprise. A lot of that links back to who Hideo Kojima is as a person. But then mm. you think about who Yoko Taro is as a person. It's very similar in terms of, oh, yeah, this thing has not been found for the five years that this game has been out. Now somebody finds a hidden door and it seems to be hinting toward a Dragon Guard, what, two, three, whatever the next Dragon Guard iteration is. Yeah, I can, I can see how people will come down on that, but... Yeah, it's like this. It's just a weird, perfect storm of uh, people going crazy see, uh, uh, seeing this thing. But you know, yeah. good on the modders for doing something yeah. cool. Yeah, it's it fun. Out. It's fun. And like, as I think most people on the Reddit were like, "Well done, you got you got us." Um, but yeah, I I would be interested to see if there's anything made outside of the copied city. Oh, it's called the copied city. My brain just copied remembered city. it and said it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um but yeah i'd be interested to see if there's anything made outside of the copied city because obviously not to disparage what's been created here but like it feels almost like the creating stuff outside into in the main world might be more trickier um this feels like it's almost yeah. like a modular bolt onto an, a, an area that's easy to kind of um add stuff to but i love the idea of people taking near uh automata and and making more around it because that fan base is very very into that game and they understand it and i bet a cool team could come along and be like we're gonna add some stuff to this game man and that could be very very cool um and yeah i i don't know how likely it is we get another near game um f maybe for a while but it could be yeah, something to tide good. people out yeah yeah ooh, that would be pretty cool um, it would be pretty cool and i'm somebody i'm not i'm t i tend to not be that big of a mod person but i did speaking of the forgotten city i played the forgotten city last year and I fucking loved that game. And, mm. you know, that started off as a Skyrim mod, but they took they, they took the modding tools for that and turned it into this really cool uh, detective mystery with time loop mechanics and all this stuff. I Now that these modders have gotten this far with the tools for modding mm. your Automata, I would love somebody to do that, right? Like, what cool stories can we tell with the Nier Automata uh, engine and with the world that they have there? Because... Nier Automata is, is a it's a dope as hell game. Uh, uh, I think the Nier world is really cool, and I would love to see people have uh, share their own takes on what they can do with that fiction, what they can do with, with those characters, or Dude, even create something new in there. Modders out here are just doing the most ridiculous things right now, and it is fascinating. Have you seen Nightfall, the Dark no. Souls mod? No, what is there, it? There's a group of modders that created a sequel to Dark Souls called Nightfall, which is like, it's so cool. It picks Holy up shit. literally where the original game ends, and like you can see your character like going to make a decision, and you're like above them, and you drop down, and you pick up with a whole new power set, new areas, new story. It's wild, man. Yeah. Um, but I love what modders are doing right now. So cool. Hell yeah, good on good on modders, and also yeah, good on these near near modders. You may you may have taken things a little bit too far. I guess the community may have taken things a little bit too far with how they read into this, but. At least these are some cool tools, and it's not, it is not the abandoned situation of, oh, yeah, this is just a grift, right? At least you're getting something out of it, and so good on you for now. Let's hop into story number three. We got a quick recap of that Annapurna showcase that happened yesterday. I'm pulling directly from Rebecca Valentine at IGN. In case you missed the show or want to remind yourself of uh, remind yourself of that cool game you didn't catch the name of, here's everything we saw at the Annapurna showcase. 
Thirsty Suitors got a new trailer. Uh, though we didn't get a release date this time around, we saw quite a bit of gameplay, and there's a free demo out now uh, on Steam. Thirsty Suitors will release for PC, PlayStation, Switch, and Xbox Game Pass. Hindsight got a brand new trailer uh, with a release date for the first time. Hindsight is a story-focused game going through a woman's life from birth to present day, where physical objects can become literal windows into the past. It's out on August 4th for iOS, Switch, and PC via Steam. A new project is coming from the creators of K Kentucky Route Zero. Dino God Studio revealed Bounty Star, the morose tale of Graveyard Clem. It appears to be an Old West-styled shooter where the main character is a woman who pilots a cool mech. Bounty Star will be out sometime next year for PlayStation, PC via Steam, and Xbox Game Pass. Texas and Georgia-based studio Yarn Owl popped in for a segment to talk about the studio's founding and its drawing inspiration from A Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Outer Wilds is getting a, a 60 FPS update for Xbox Series X and S uh, and PS5. The update is free and it lands on September 15th. The Pathless, Maquette, and Solar Ash are all coming to new platforms this winter. What Remains of Edith Finch is getting a, a free next-gen update that's out now. German studio Third Shift appeared to talk about its formation and the creation of his upcoming game Forever Ago. Uh, it's a story-driven road trip adventure about an elderly man who embarks on a journey in his van, traveling across the different landscapes in, a North, Amer in North America and taking photos as he goes. It's unknown for now what platforms, uh, what platforms or when Forever Ago, Forever, Forever Ago might release. Uh, if you're having a hard time trying to visualize what that game is, just think of something like Greg Miller would love. It is a Greg Miller-ass game. <laughs> flock, flock Gathering Your Friends was up next, featuring colorful landscapes with cute little bugs and other animals fluttering around. It's coming to Xbox Game Pass, PC via Steam, and PlayStation at a later date. Uh, it's funny because as they're showing that game, I made a joke that like, oh man, this game looks like it'd be, it'd be called something like Hohokam or something like that. And then the very next <laughs> game they showed was Hohokam, <laughs> which is out now for Steam. Uh, Katamari Damacy and Wadham Creator... Keita Takahashi announced his new studio, Uvula. Uh, the developers of If Found are making a new game featuring anthropomorphic cats. And then finally, the show concluded with the reveal of a game from Great Ape Games called The Lost Wild. The Lost Wild appears to be some sort of survival horror game featuring dinosaurs. And I think that game looks very neat. Tim, mm -hmm. did, you get to, did you get to check out the Annapurna Showcase? Yeah, I saw bits of it. I didn't watch it live because unfortunately I was busy. But um, yeah, there's some really cool stuff there. Like I'm really interested in Thirsty Suitors. Um, I want to play that game. It looks so weird. It's got like, it, every time I see it, I'm like, is this Persona? Is this a Scott Pilgrim? What is this game? Um, and it looks really, really cool. But uh, Annapurna are still putting out some or selecting some really cool games to kind of push front and center um and and yeah I, i'm excited by a bunch of it i am kind of also excited about playing some games that i've already played again like the outer wilds um is getting that x60 uh, fps update for uh ps5 and series x kind of want to play that a bit more i might jump into it for the dlc as well um and then i it's been a while since i played edith finch so could be up for that as well um but yeah there's also a lot of the new games that i was like interested in turned out to be like not a lot of gameplay to it mostly just the developers of it being like hello we are making yeah. the name we're making the name of this game it's going to be a cool game we hope you will be excited this, this game will come out someday yeah. and just them yeah. drinking coffee and like their cool ass looking hipster ass studio yeah um yeah. but yeah i think i i so you know we live reacted to this yesterday and it's funny because the Annapurna showcase they did last year, 2021. I loved and adored for their developer commentary. I thought they did a good job of making each of the devs have their moment and make it a thing where each reveal felt unique and different. Mm. And even if they didn't have a full game to show, the way that they showed the developers, I thought was pretty cool. Um, this showcase I felt was like just a tiny step down from that previous one. I don't know exactly what it was for me that by by the end of it i did feel like oh man it was a lot of talking and the talking didn't engage me as much as the talking did in that first one um especially and i i think part of that might be the game variety like a lot of the games mm. uh, seem like very annapurna games here where it is here's a narrative about somebody in a broken home that greg miller's gonna love right and the little one of the trailers literally had a broken home in it um they had a lot of those but then they also had the um uh, Lost in Wilds, which engaged me. They had the the um, oh, I forget the name of the studio, but the the Austin-based developer making the link to Great the Ape games. Game. Oh, okay, no. Yeah, the, the link 
the well, which one was Great Ape Games? Because that one that uh, is the the Lost Wilds. That was the uh, uh, the what you call it, Dino Crisis looking game. Yeah, the uh, Lost and Wild. Yeah, that game looked yeah. look cool. I'm talking about Yarn Owl. Um, it was the Texas and Georgia based studio with the two with the two dudes who are making the Zelda inspired thing. Like that engaged me uh, as well. I think for me, I could have. I, I, it might have been a pacing thing. You know, I think if they if they group some of the games better if they like got through some of the some of the talky portions a little bit quicker maybe would have engaged my uh, uh interest a little bit more but the announcements reading through them i'm like oh no this is a banger like, this is a pretty good pretty good showcase the the game's coming to new platforms uh i think is really exciting what remains of the finch is a banger and i think everybody should play that especially for somebody who likes walking sims or narrative games that is a really dope one um you know games like outer wilds which i still got to go back and finish outer wilds i have booted it up like eight different times and i get halfway through every single time finding different clues every single time and for whatever reason i lose interest 60 fps did intrigue me i was like oh shit i could see you know, myself getting more into it if it ran a little bit better do you know the best way to play that game and this sounds like i'm pissing about but stream it yeah. like stream that game like the community that comes around that game while you're streaming it as well is so cool because they'll show up and they know that their interest is reliving the game through you so they will never spoil it for you they'll just gently push you in the right directions and they'll help you out i streamed that game start to finish and it was one of the best streaming experiences i've ever had it's so much fun awesome that i mean that reminds me of my one of the best streaming experiences i had was playing bloodborne and that was me during winter break uh, logging on every day and playing, uh, having Imran come on call. And I think you you came on call too. Yeah, a couple uh, times. Yeah, a couple times. And having people nudge me in the right direction, having chat talk about it, having Imran and you explore some of the lore bits that are going on. Uh, that shit was dope as fuck. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I I really like that as an experience. And that's why that's why even though I've tried out Outer Wilds so many times and I drop off every single time i still want to push through it because i do like the idea of it i do like the premise of it and the game loop i do think it's something that it it has things that i value in games like i like that discovery um discovery aspect i like solving the puzzles i like time loops right like i fucking love the forgotten city all these things are in outer wilds and i just need to push through it i think streaming might be yeah able to do it. there are moments that are genuinely jaw dropping in that game like and things that you will be like i cannot believe humans came up with this it's like and no one else has tried to do something this cool since it's 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 100 worth pushing through yeah what's your read i i so i'm i'm not somebody who has played through kentucky route zero and i've also i've not been super aware of it like i've heard the title kentucky route zero thrown around mm -hmm. a lot i know people like it are you somebody who's aware or has played through kentucky route zero I played the first episode when it originally came out and I remember being really into the vibe of it and then thinking I'm just going to wait until the entire thing is out. So I recently actually purchased and downloaded, I think it's the TV edition. I think that's what they called it. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, I'm, I have not finished the entire thing. I, I feel like it's got a fascinating vibe to it and, and like a, an interesting, intriguing story and world that I definitely am going to play it um but it's it's also like available on i think it's on game pass maybe um I so think it was, like, it was on game pass out. at least at some point it might still yeah. be uh what does uh or did you get to check out the moreau's tale of uh graveyard clem the that's old the one with the mech the mechs right yeah, yeah. I, I that looks pretty cool i like i'm into that it looks interesting um isn't it doesn't it have some sort of weird gameplay hook like microtransactions or something like that or like oh does it no there was something weird that i saw like people were getting really freaked out freaked out about like it's free to play or some, or some weird thing like that but i thought it looked cool it looked awesome to me um yeah i, I don't don't quote me on that i just saw a bunch of people moaning about it on twitter but then people are moaning about everything on twitter in it yeah i mean i mean that is twitter but also yeah i think this game looks cool I'm, i want to learn more about it because i'm not researched it or looked into it at all aside from seeing the trailer but often seeing the trailer i'm like yo this game looks dope as hell like give me a i i just love the the idea of these two very distinct styles being pulled together it's all and it's almost thirsty suitors in a way where thirsty suitors is like yeah. five different genres uh but yeah having it be this old west style like it starts off has a really interesting art style but then all of a sudden you're in a mech i'm like oh let's fucking go that sounds fucking awesome yeah i'm excited to check it out oh i did for a second think it was a borderlands game and i was like oh no for a second, I thought it was another trailer for um, uh, Junker Queen from uh, Overwatch. I was like, oh, shit, where is this? Oh, going? I was like, oh this is a different thing. Um, but speaking of Thirsty Suitors real quick, you check out the demo? You going to check out the demo? I am going to check out the demo. Uh, 
I am currently thinking I'll check out the demo, but I, when it comes time, I might not pull the trigger because I just want to play the full thing. I hate it when I play a game and I like it in a demo form, and I'm like, Ugh. I guess I'll just wait then, shall I? Like a chump. Dude, that's me. That's me with both Saints Row and Cult of the Lamb, where Cult of the Lamb, I played the hell out of that demo. Like, got my cult going, got my, like, my cultists love me. I'm preaching the word of evil God. I'm doing all the all the damn good things. <laughs> all of a sudden, my demo ends, and I'm like, oh, I guess I just got to... Uh, wait for this game to come out now even though i had yep. a flow going uh and saints row was a similar thing where like i played four hours of that game and that was when i went down uh to vegas so i played it on site i'm not gonna get to keep that save and i was kind of attached to what i was doing in that save and so now i'm like ah shit i'm gonna have to start this game over again do i want to play the first hour that first first yeah. four hours of this game again yeah because i want to get to the new stuff but also ah damn this kind of sucks gotta sit and wait on it go oh, wait so i i will pro i'll see i'll see how i feel Cool, cool, cool. For now, let's hop into story number four. But before we do, I want to let people out there know about patreon.com slash games, where you can go and get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? You're just going to have to tell them to try again in the fall. You've got pool days, pride parades, bachelor parties, and beach vacations waiting for you because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. I'm Greg Miller and my butt never sweats because I wear MeUndies. You've heard it a million times. I like MeUndies so much from the first pair. I bought a whole bunch more and threw away the rest of my underwear. They're the best. MeUndies has the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies to bra to socks, to loungewear, to swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. MeUndies also releases new prints all the time, like their limited edition Pride collection. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 15% off your first order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kind of funny. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days earlier with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is about more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KFGames. That's Chime.com slash KFGames. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on your pay. Tam, let's talk about story number four. Fired Ubisoft director Ashraf Ismail is now working for Tencent. This is James Bassler at GamesIndustry.biz. Ashraf, excuse me, Ashraf Ismail, the Assassin's Creed director, uh, creative director, previously fired from Ubisoft Montreal, following an investigation into misconduct, has resurfaced at Tencent. Axios reported he is now serving as a consulting creative director for the Tencent-owned Timmy Studios Group. Uh, with them, vouching for Ismail as he seeks a second chance. Quote, during our work with Ash, he has carried himself in a professional manner and has consistently shown an eagerness to learn and grow as both a team member and a person, a teamy spokesperson told Axios. Quote, we strive to provide a safe, respectful working environment for all and will continue to do so as our team grows and expands, end quote. Tencent opened a Montreal studio in July 2021, hiring several ex-Ubisoft staff who worked with Ismail on previous Assassin's Creed titles. One source told Axios he has been involved since the studio opened. Ismail was one of the few named individuals implicated in the wave of allegations around toxic culture and abuse at Ubisoft in the summer of 2020. At the time, he was creative director on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but left the project in June after accusations of marital infidelity and abuse of power. Ubisoft later told staff that following an investigation by an external firm, his employment ha had been terminated. Tam, the mm. games industry keeps games industrying, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's it's such a weird situation. Like, obviously, this is this happens a lot. And this is one of those situations where what happens a lot is people, you know, will be exposed for certain uh, indecent behavior and abusive or harassment, whatever it may be, like m misuse of power. And they vanish for a while and reappear somewhere else. And it's commonplace, like in this. And mm -hmm. it's a, it's such a weird situation that it keeps happening in games. And 
what for me is like sticking out is like okay you know people at Tencent are like you know he's conducted himself well etc etc what about the people who were impacted by the his actions or and the actions of anyone impacted by people at Ubisoft you know that were implicated in this stuff how how are they doing are they fine because yeah. i i don't hear anything about them like they're not able to carry on are they able to carry on with their lives as if nothing happened and in many ways succeed like i'm i don't i don't really know what to do with that information but my brain just constantly goes to okay games industry carry on games industry people corporations come along and they need to make money and they really don't care too much about what goes into that but like for me the important thing is like what about the people who are impacted by the actions of uh folks that are, are failing upwards in this in the industry are they okay like are yeah. they are they taken care of how how has their life been um has their life been improved because you can be damn sure that they their lives were irreparably impacted and many probably are still dealing with the actions of some of these people um how what is being done to ensure they they're okay you know and also what's being put in place to ensure this doesn't happen again yeah you know? that's my that's my big thing is you know I, it, Part of why he was dismissed from Ubisoft was an abuse of power, right? Like he was using his position, position uh, uh, in ways that you shouldn't use your position. And that being the case, right? Him being uh, hired onto Tencent uh, as uh, somebody who is higher up in a studio worries me just from a, hey, this guy wasn't a great leader before, right? Like he might be a great writer. He might have mm. skills that could be useful, but to put him in another leadership position, that's the thing that, re that really worries me because he abused that power before. Um, Stories like this are always tough just because, you know, I think to some extent we all believe in re rehabilitation and people being able to get being able to be given the chance to come back and do good mm. or come back and do work again. But I think for me it is, OK, how close of an eye are you keeping on this guy? Is it right to have him have him in this position? Is it right to be giving him uh, this this amount of power over a studio? That is that is the thing that that, that worries me mainly. But yeah, and, and the stuff. the important the the other thing to consider is, I mean, not that I'm absolving um, Tencent of this, but Ubisoft was a place where this ran rampant at various levels around various studios, and the implication not implication but the you read between the line there is there's a failing of HR and senior executive to protect the people that were working at the studio from people who would use their power and abuse it um that kind of like if that issue persists in other places like you need to make sure that tencent as a company if they're doing something like this they need to be bulletproof and to ensure that there's not a an opportunity for this kind of culture to re-emerge once again wherever these kind of people are going i'm not similar to what you're saying like i'm not saying it's impossible for people to be rehabilitated mm -hmm. but it is like it's hard to say what whether a person can do that what we can say for sure is a corporation can damn sure make 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 sure that there are systems and checks and balances in place to ensure that no one person is able to abuse their power you know um and that is something if you take care of and take the box on and ensure that you're doing you can limit the damage done by people who you know, are incapable of changing in in the worst case scenario. Exactly. Story number five, Bugs Bunny will be nerfed in an upcoming multiverses update. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Player First Games has confirmed plans to <laughs> nerf Bugs Bunny. What an excellent pivot from Blessing there. <laughs> I, know. I just want to call out that professional outstanding pivot from blessing there <laughs> hey man i've been doing this long enough you know i gotta go from talking about abuse allegations to talk about how bugs the motherfucking bunny has been nerfed i got you all right i can do this man i've learned from greg miller uh this comes from this, this, or yeah jumping back into the story while not providing specific details on the plan changes multiverses game director tony Wen uh, has said the studio is planning to dial back bugs bunny's ability <laughs> sorry that's a funny sentence dial back bugs bunny's abilities after evo 2022 which will take place from August 5th through August 7th. Quote, nerfs incorporate after Evo, but Bugs Bunny will always be fun, he tweeted. Hell yeah. This, this is just a bizarre story, top to bottom. <laughs> I know. This is honestly one of the ones where I didn't need to include the story. Like, I no, don't people really I'm, care. I'm glad you did, though. because I just love the headline so much. Are you playing multiverses? Firstly, I'm still mad that they didn't call it Super Warner Brothers Ultimate. Um, but, like, are you, are you, <laughs> oh, shit, are you, still, playing, are you still playing this game? 
No, like I, I started playing it during the previous beta that they held the closed one, and mm -hmm. I was not feeling it. I didn't like how it felt to move the characters. I, I, I think that has a lot of good ideas, uh, especially in terms of like the different uh, equipable stuff that they have going on, and also like the amount of fan servicey stuff, right? The voice lines, the uh, different mm -hmm. stages. They're, they're putting in the work that they need to. I just don't. I, I didn't like how it felt. I do want to give it another chance though, because that was an earlier beta and maybe they have tweaked it since then um and so i think i will pick it up again uh, <clears throat> um but i don't have the i, I don't have the agency to like want to get super into it as of now like i'm mm. looking forward to games like rumbleverse and others to give me that like party game slash competitive game um uh experience at the moment but i can see i if it if i pick it up and it feels right or like the new characters that they've added feel right i could see myself getting into it like if i like lebron for example who they've added into the game lebron I is wild it. i've watched some people play as lebron and he, he firstly he's got that he one of his moves is that picture you know that classic thing where he's like yeah like is that that's one of his moves um but you so can good. also use like his basketball to actually like really limit movement of other players and other characters which is quite fun, it looks like. He looks annoying as hell. Um, yeah, I saw some gameplay yeah. of him, and it was, yeah, him throwing the ball all, all around the, the screen and using that to kind of manage the space. I I love the creativity in that. I think that is such a good idea. I was, I, I think it is a bit weird that LeBron's in the game, but I'm, I choose to embrace it, you know? Like, it's goofy as hell, it's dumb as hell, but why not, you know? Like, have him and Arya Stark fight uh, along with Bugs Bunny, along with Shaggy as a god. Yeah. Cool. Why not? Video games are uh, can be dumb. So yeah, I, I I refuse to recommend that game until they put Simon Phoenix from Demolition Man in that mm. game or John Smart. Spartan. It's a WB owned property. Get on it. Uh, everyone tweet at WB and uh, Multiverses. Put Demolition Man characters in Multiverses. Thank you. I want. Uh, ooh, who do I want in the game? I want John Cena's Peacemaker. I think John Cena's oh. Peacemaker would be really fun, especially yes. with the gun mechanics. I think that'd be really fun. Also, the voice Surely. lines. Yeah, and he could use Eagly as well the entire time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be tight as hell. Honestly, War Brothers, like, size the limit right now. In fact, you can you can blow beyond this guy right now as, as Warner Brothers. Imagine, imagine if they did John Cena, but it was like Pokemon Trainer, where he's in the background and you actually play as Eagly as a, like a flight character. That would be <laughs> cool. Still I where I thought you were going was you play as John Cena, but when you press a button and you turn into different John Cena characters, like <laughs> if you appear as just regular John Cena, you can't see me, but you press down B, and then all of a sudden you are a peacemaker, and then you press down B again, <laughs> be all of a cool. sudden, uh, fuck, I forgot the wasn't he in a romantic it's comedy recently, or am I thinking of Peacemaker? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has kind been funny, in romantic comedies, yeah. Counterpoint.com slash sure wrong. Let me know more of John Cena's roles. I can pitch this. Somebody said Neo from the Matrix. That would be pretty good, yeah. That would be pretty dope. Uh, somebody said Animaniacs. I would love Oh, the Animaniacs. Wait, who owns the Gargoyles? I think that's WB. That's a good question. Because, um, like, get, get the Gargoyles in there. That would be sick. Are the Fast movies, are those with WB? You um... are saying Disney owns Gargoyles, which makes sense. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're Disney. Yeah. Yeah, 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 good point. If Disney owns Fast, then I do want Dom Toretto. In a car the whole time. I don't want him to step out. Warner, Warner, Warner. Yeah, I do. I do need him to be uh, <laughs> uh, in a car the whole time. Put, put, yeah, someone should put fucking Tony Soprano in there. <laughs> I honestly, now that we're talking through it, I can't wait to see where where multiverses goes. Tony Soprano and all his ducks, chain. his little ducks. Get him Jesus in there. Price. <laughs> Let's hop into the next news story. Story number six: MGM loses the rights to Tomb Raider and Alicia. Vikinder, I hope I pronounced that right. Vikinder uh, is out as Lara Croft. This is Ryan Leston oh, at no. IGN. What a shame. How will we ever recover from this? Did you uh, watch those Tomb Raider? I never watched the Tomb Raider movies. Do you know bad? what? There's been zero good Tomb Raider movies. Mm, okay, well, that makes sense. Uh, Tomb Raider star Alicia Vikander, uh, it will no longer be Lara Croft. Lara Croft. Lara Croft. What, what is happening to you? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's one of those days. I mean, me, and, me, me and uh, Kevin did trivia yesterday and we lost, and it's still getting to me that we lost. It's, we got so it's, close. It's Alicia Vikander. Vikander, thank you. It's, it's Lara and Croft. I, uh, wait, what did I say? Did I say Laura Croft? Yeah. <laughs> That's a different character. <laughs> uh, she'll no longer be Lara Croft after MGM lost the rights to the franchise. 
According to the rap, the rights for the Tomb Raider film franchise, uh, film franchise has uh, have lapsed after MGM failed to greenlight a Tomb Raider sequel in time, and that means the franchise is now up for grabs. MGM had until May this year to to put a Tomb Raider sequel into into production, but has now lost the rights after failing to do so. This has sparked a bidding war in Hollywood, with a host of studios now uh, putting in bids for the popular video game franchise. The next film, it seems, will be a complete reboot of the franchise without Alicia Vikander, who starred as Lara Croft in the last movie reboot of the series. Tim, what do you want them to do with the Tomb Raider movie series? Um, before we carry on, that the actual first Alicia Vikander one is actually pretty decent. Like it's serviceable. It's not. It's not, uh, not too bad. No, 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 it's not too bad. It's it's a fun watch. It, like a couple of hours, fine. Um, I think like. I think they need to lean into like the survivor Laura stuff that they've been doing with the games a bit more. Um, I feel like they could do a one of those like really gritty style. Um, she's out there. She's in the wild. She's just trying to survive. Kind of like uh, stick close to the actual narrative of the first game. Um, I think you can get pretty far with that. Um, when you say the first game, you mean like the first reboot or the original PS1 first game? the the reboot which they kind of did with the vikander one um but i feel like there's there wasn't as much like real grittiness to it i feel like you know in the game we were like oh no she's being pummeled by boulders for some reason how why she was survive that game it? so violent that game is one of the most violent games ever play i've ever it's played like, it's, it's just like, like it's like netherrealm made it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're still like, guys. it's like why are you like oh there's a nice little downward slope this is gonna be a nice little scene where i you know move laura along and jump over some little uh objectives and it'll be fine and then you just start sliding it's like fuck spikes in yep, your face inhale. through your neck how do you like that it's get some of that in there. Man. Get some of that in there. Oh, you want that in the movie? You want the violence? Yeah, let's get let's get the violence in there. <laughs> Make it rated R. Oh goddamn! Yeah. I don't, honestly, I honestly don't know if I, I, I personally don't need a Tomb Raider movie. I know people people out there seem mm. to dig them fine. They keep putting them out for some reason. Um, I like the Tomb Raider games. I have never once once have even like considered the idea of going out and seeing the movies. I don't like here's, i like the stories of those games but they're not like you know my favorite stories ever or anything like that. here's my pitch it's a mixture of modern day tomb raider and old school tomb raider where lara is trying to take down some sort of military operation and discovers you know get some sort of special you know artifact but at the same time a little while ago she pissed off a tiger and that tiger is hunting her the entire time so it's like mm. mr x from resident evil 2 so she's looking at mercenaries and behind her there's like a tiger trying to be like remember me i was you fucking shot me that one time with your two guns and then did a backflip it's like back. A, <laughs> it's like leonardo caprio with that bear in the red yeah exactly exactly yeah somebody mentioned a tomb raider tv show and honestly, that interests me more than a movie. I feel like having having like a season of like character development for that character and it being a show that is about, oh yeah, I am I am off, you know, like I'm I'm off on an, on an adventure, right? Like finding different tombs, or each episode is like a fucking I don't know, a different tomb. It is literally too <laughs> Uh I think something like that could be interesting, especially as a contrast to the Uncharted movie, because like, you know, even the Uncharted movie, I didn't need. You know, I didn't, I wasn't asking for that, but I had a fun time with that. I okay. think having a, a Tomb Raider show could help contrast that a little bit. Here's the pitch for a Tomb Raider show, okay? Mm -hmm. It's an MTV Cribs, not MTV Cribs, an MTV-style reality TV show like Survivor. You know, the one where they're on the island? Yes. Everyone is a just a member of the public, except they introduce Lara Croft, and she's a fully written character, and she's just doing weird Lara Croft shit, while everyone else is just trying to survive and have sex. But she's doing Lara Croft shit, and also that tiger is back. Do the oh no the tiger I don't know if we can do the tiger if it's a reality show on an island. With no, this is how you do it. Trust me, trust now, me. HBO, that's what you want. Do the other contestants know that Lara Croft? No, is no, 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 no. They're like, no, oh, no, they, no. they think they're it's like, a legit. Like, she's, oh, she's like, a badass. My, yeah, she's like, my name is Laura, and they're like, oh, cool. What do you do, Laura? And she's like, you know, I am an archaeologist, and then that's it. But they, what they don't know, she is Lara Croft. She's trying to take down a mercenary operation, and there's a fucking tiger on her ass. I, I love the idea that you get to the, the season finale and they see her die just in the most brutal way and it fucks them up. Right? Like yeah. she, gets, she gets like like she gets run over by a boulder and then impaled and the, the tiger finally catches up to her and rips her apart. And they're watching this happen and they're like, fuck, that shit is real I, on this island. I love the idea of when it cuts to a confessional and someone on the island, not barely dressed, is like, Laura's really weird. She seems pretty nice, but also this fucking old ass butler that follows her literally everywhere. We don't know what, how you got here and what is this deal? Hell yeah. 
You know what, man? I, people are bidding for this Tomb Raider reboot. Put me and Tam in the game. Let's go. All right? We got ideas. We got a hit for you, all right? 824, <laughs> get it, give it to us. We got you. For now, let's hop into story number seven. The Ascent is teasing some DLC. This comes directly from their Twitter. And uh, Kevin, I have their um, Twitter linked in the thing if you want to pull up the, the video. Um, they tweeted out this morning. It's our first year anniversary. We're humbled by the support and love we've had since launch. Thank you to our awesome community for sticking with us and for playing our game. We appreciate each and every one of you. Now, with that being said, we'll just leave this here, dot, dot, dot. And then they leave a video. Kevin, if you can press play on that. You see a ship flying. Gear up for an all-new contract. You love to see it. Some people walk in. It's all cyberpunky because it's the Ascent. If you remember, if you don't remember the ascent, it was the it was the top down shooter that Paris was hyping up. Cool. I think that's it. That's the whole video. Uh, Tim, did you play the ascent? No, I did not. I didn't either. I don't and know. That's the end of that conversation. That's the end of that conversation. But I'm sure the upset fans look at this and they're like, "Oh fuck yeah, we got DLC." Go ahead and jump on that. Uh, last news story for you. Story number eight. We got a cool Steam Deck update for you. This comes from the Steam Deck Twitter, where they tweeted out, "Great news." Everyone who currently has a reservation can get their Steam Deck by the end of this year. We've cleared up supply chain issues. A bunch of folks got moved up to Q3, and all other reservations are now Q4. So if you're in line for a Steam Deck, get hyped. You're going to get it before the end of 2022. Let me tell you, it'll change your life. Worth it. It's worth it. This guy right here, oh my god, it's changed everything. Do you have a Steam Deck, Tim? Oh, yeah. It's changed my life. You can play AAA games while taking a shit on the toilet. It's, in it's unbelievable. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like, if you're, if you're in a mood... Where you just don't want to leave your bed for five days straight like that like like what happens to some of us sometimes you can play the entirety of death stranding let me tell you it's a great time yeah. isn't that right barrett it is tam have you played uh any of the batman games while taking a poop oh yeah yeah i took i i, I had it pre-release and let me tell you the first thing i did was take arkham's shitty for a spin you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. Now, people, Arkham Shady is really great. Uh, people are telling me that I need to clean my screen it's a touch screen all right like it's gonna have smudges because i'd be i'd be touching this shit I be having I have to scroll through menus. <laughs> I be touching this shit. <laughs> I be touching this shit it's all over. It's funny because right? you're not touching it right there. <laughs> you were floating over it. Yeah, my hands are a little bit sweaty. I don't want to like. Uh, I don't want to. Do I hate the using the touch screen. Like it just because like, I know I'm gonna. It's gonna get smudgy and stuff like that. It really freaks me out. Yeah, stop telling uh, people. Keep, uh, I do this with my Switch too, where I show it to the screen. People are like, "Why is it all smudgy? Why clean up your screen?" It's like these are touch screen devices. What do you yeah. want from me? Or yeah. they're meant to be touched right before you pull it up to just wipe it down with your sleeve just for a second. Stella in the chat from IGN says, "Imagine have sweaty ha uh, having sweaty hands." I know. I embarrassed. Exactly. That's not fair. I've got sweaty. Yeah, I also have sweaty hands. <laughs> like, why I'm am I? Why am I catching strays right now? <laughs> oh, the, Stella's referencing the 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 time where we played Phasmophobia. And I was freaked out, and my hands were just drenched in sweat the mm -hmm. entire time. And mm -hmm. I showed I showed them a picture of my yes. keyboard. Keyboard was soaked, man. Oh, yeah. I Blessing. get real when I get no scared. I get Steam Deck is gross. Blessing. Okay, well, first of all, he's turned on you. He's turned on you. Yeah, I thought you were on my side. Is that better? <laughs> Never. Is that better? Oh my god! Oh, it's I nice can god. see myself. I could. That is so clean. Ah. I can see my face in it. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> For now. let's keep it let's go let's go we gotta wrap this show up i gotta go oh yeah we got two minutes oh we can wrap this up i got you two minutes down uh let's go Tam, i'm very excited for everybody to get all their steam decks delivered to their front doors but that is so far away if i want to know what's going on to mom graph shops today where'd i look Official is still upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily host show host every weekday. Do 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 yeah. yeah. Out today we got digimon survive for ps4 xbox one switch and pc xenoblade chronicles 3 for switch Gilco Arcade 2 for Evercade, Jil Jalico, Jilco Arcade 1 for Evercade, Kiwi Clicker for PC, Rimworld for PS4, Xbox One, Squish for Switch, Avenging Spirit for PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Turrican Anthology Volume 1 for mm -hmm. Switch. New dates for you, Minecraft's Steve Amiibo uh, will finally reach store shelves on September 9th. And then Yars Recharged is coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, nice. Switch, Atari VCS, Stadia, and PC via Steam in the Epic Game Store August 24th. We got one deal of the day for you. Doom Eternal is $14.99 right now on the Switch eShop. So if you're one of them Switch kids, but you want to dance with the devil, go go pick up Doom Eternal right now. $14.99. With your greasy screens. Your greasy ass hands on those greasy screens that are all smudged. Now it's time. 
for youtube.com not youtube.com now it's time for kindoffunny.com it's friday uh com slash you're wrong rewrite in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube listening later on podcast services around the globe globe uh toby blue says lmi is actually pronounced lma lma oh okay my bad i'm sorry mr hawks 182 says john cena was in the rom-com train wreck with amy schumer back in 2015 that was the exact one i was thinking of uh, he also played jacob or jacob uh, J- i'll say jacob in fast nine uh agent burns and bumblebee and is currently recording his voice for wiley e. coyote the movie what oh that sounds made up that yeah, sounds uh, like a lie. That that sounds like a ad lib where you just wrote things in. A Wiley e. Coyote movie featuring John Cena. Wiley e. Coyote. That sample from Cartoons and Cereal Cartoons stuck and in my cereal. head. Kevin yeah. Kumar, there you go. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching this live on Twitch, uh, after this is Mike, Nick, and Andy playing some Escape Academy. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com so it's kind of funny games next week's host, hosts for kind of funny games daily go like this uh you're getting greg and tim on monday greg and me on tuesday me and greg on wednesday me and tim on thursday then tim and me on friday uh remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that Otherwise, until next time, game daily.